This time, I know not the mind probe. Episode number number eighty-five. The gang's all here. Welcome to No, Not the Mind Pro. It's a celebratory one. Hey, I was just kind of going for the it's it's the Mind Pro with a special guest, David Tennant. Ah! <laughs> yes, it's not the Muppet Show, folks. Though, although wouldn't that be nice? But instead, it's a podcast um, where we watch. Those, those were our two options: Muppet Show, <laughs> Muppet Show. recreate the Muppet Show for the yeah. third time, or do this yeah. podcast. Yeah, but then felt and glue, glue, bump, glue, glue in those little bobbly eyes on socks. It was just too much. It was too much yeah, for us. Couldn't yeah, handle we couldn't, it. We couldn't do it. It doesn't fit our comedic style. But you know what does fit our comedic style? A podcast uh, like this one, where we rock and rank every single Doctor Who a story ever. My name is John Grant, uh, and I am a lifelong Doctor Who fan. I have been watching it for thirty-eight years, and what we're about to get into is possibly one of the highlight years of those thirty-eight years. I'm just going to say that right now. Right. One of the big ones. If I okay. rank my thirty-eight years in a row, uh, it's usually year twelve. Okay. Uh, then year one, then back to uh, anyway. I'll get okay. Get back. We have a separate yeah. We'll <laughs> break out into discussion groups over the ranking of John's, not John's life years, but no. his Doctor Who years. There well, was look, no life before Doctor Who. My name is Porter Mason, and mm. I uh, don't minimize Jim Henson's work as just gluing googly eyes to felt. <laughs> I celebrate the man and his entire canon. <laughs> And John, my friend here, has been asking me to watch Doctor Who for 26 years. A couple of years ago, I finally said yes. And I've gotten through so many doctors. And then this episode is really going to test how many doctors I can get through. Because, John, we look at two stories every episode of this podcast. We look at the new Who, the the 2005 and going forward Who, and then the classic Who. Mm -hmm. And you pair two episodes together. John, what do we have in store for this this? extravaganza i'm waving for those of you not watching on youtube I'm waving my sonic screwdriver tv remote control not mm-hmm. not available mm-hmm. in stores right mm-hmm. now not not available in stores we are we've got like 13 doctors i don't know uh, several recast doctors doctors who we didn't know about before doctors who we we didn't realize were still around to play do- i mean things i mean ha- this is a doctor crazy 50th anniversary celebration and the 20th anniversary celebration uh we're gonna do a little we're gonna do a little, a little, a little bonus little bonus segment for the for everybody tuning in uh because we've got to talk about the night of the doctor which is the the special uh webisode uh, short webisode right? that blew Blew up the internet. Uh, is this the literally. only one of these in our whole podcast? Is this the only one of these we're really going to cover? Pretty much, yeah. Because the much. others are, I mean, they're out there and there's some of them are entertaining and funny and stuff. But, you know, we've we've got to keep our eyes laser focused on the prize. We That's don't right. have the time for it. But this one is a pretty significant one because it is part- the regeneration of the eighth doctor. Which is it's crazy. a huge part of, of continuity. Yeah. Right I mean, you needed it, right? We'd never, we didn't know what happened to him. He must have regenerated as far as we could tell, but who knows how and when? Well, now we know. Uh, and then, of course, we uh, that feeds right into the day of the Doctor, the 50th anniversary extravaganza with David Tennant, Matt Smith, 
John Hurt and a cast of many other doctors and friends. Uh, And of course, the only natural pairing of that uh, is with the five doctors, the 20th anniversary special from 1983 uh, with, of course, the original five doctors or thereabouts. Uh, There's been some some fudging in that, but, you know, roughly in there and and just about every companion you can shake a stick at, uh, plus a few monsters. So, yeah, let's get celebrating, boys. All right. Now, I want to point out that John told me right before recording that we really needed to make this one work and make yeah. make this one count. And I believe I flubbed the third word of the entire podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I apologize for that. But from here on out, it's smooth sailing. I'm going to say all the right words in the right orders. Yeah. And you're not even going to believe Sound clips it. won't work or something, probably. But sound yeah. clips may I think not we, work. We want people to know yeah. that this is a raw broadcast, that this is not, this, right. isn't, this isn't sanitized for your protection. Like a That's right. Seat. That's <laughs> this right. Is, this, is, this is, you're just sitting down on that toilet seat. Yeah, this metaphor got away from As me. But, we, <laughs> As we like to say, as with Doctor Who itself, we like to test our fans mm-hmm. and really see can they put up with a lot of a bull. The answer is no. A lot, I mean, most of them no, are just like, no, no it's, we don't have time for this. Either get to the point or not. Listen, the day of the Doctor, we have wait, three. Start with we, we have we have three Doctors. I'm going to start with the the 50th anniversary with three Doctors, not the 30th anniversary with five Doctors. I'm not going to. I'm going to do this one. Okay. This is the 20th anniversary with five. This is the 50th with 20 with five, 50 yeah. with three. But wait, you got to start with Night of the Doctor. That happened first. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, okay. So Night of the Doctor. went over. (laughs) You're right. We got to do that one first. I don't have a sound clip from that one. We don't have a sound clip. And I'm going to try to tell you. And it is not an official standalone Doctor Who story. But it does feature, notably, John, the Eighth Doctor. Yeah, The Eighth Doctor. So, so this was dropped. This this was November fifteenth, fourteenth, two thousand thirteen, and this was a very well kept secret. Nobody expected this to come, uh, and then I believe it dropped. I think it was. I'll never forget where I was. Uh, it was a you know it was the morning, uh, and I think I I just gotten to work or something like that. Uh, and then the, the the social media channels were blowing up, and the BBC. I so I think what was what happened was the BBC was going to release it at a certain point. Either that day or or later in the week. Uh, and then suddenly they realized it was about to leak what was happening. And so basically the BBC's social media channels and whatever just said, don't do anything else. Don't look at anything else on the Internet. Just go to this link and watch this uh, right now. Uh, and yeah, the Internet basically exploded at the appearance of Paul McGann. I'm a doctor, but probably not the one you were expecting. That's pretty exciting. And so we're right in the middle of the time war. Yeah. And uh, yeah, the Eighth Doctor shows up. We have not seen the Eighth Doctor in anything since the movie, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And few people saw that. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so the Doctor is rescuing a pilot who is a space. A space. She's her spaceship Cass. is crashing. Yeah, yep. Cass. <clears throat> and then once she finds out. That he's a time lord, she says, I don't want your help. I don't want, even though, like, she's literally going to die. Yep. And he's like, No, I don't want anything having to do with you because she's like, The time war has devastated the whole universe, essentially. And if you're a time lord, I, I don't even want any, anywhere Just as near bad you. As those Daleks. Yep. So the doctor stays, they crash. Mm hmm. The Doctor is taken in by the Sisterhood of Karn. Yeah, and this is a reference to The Brain of Morbius, a fourth Doctor story, which we have not watched yet, I don't believe. Um, but yes, these are the Sisterhood of Karn. This is a, they, they had some special relationship with the Time Lords, and so this, is, this all actually fits into the continuity quite well. 
Fascinating. By the way, this is seven minutes long. This yep. recap is going to be as long as like I feel like an entire episode because mm-hmm. a lot is packed into here. They revive him. They cannot revive Cass. They 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 tell him we can give you these things. You'll start a regeneration. We'll even let you choose which characteristics you'll have mm-hmm. in your next mm-hmm. regeneration. And then he th- they say he has to do something to end the time war which as they put it threatens all reality. Yeah. He's been he's been avoiding it. He's been trying to get a stay away from it. But yeah. Right. Like, you got to you got to get in the game there, buddy. So, he takes a look over at Cass who who has died and he said he says he says there I guess there isn't any need for a doctor, but turn me into a warrior. What we need is a warrior, not a mm-hmm. doctor. And then he regenerates and we get the war doctor. We get a young doctor. Uh, we get a young John Hurt uh, in the reflection. Yeah. So um, this was this confirmed. So this this confirmed who John Hurt was, because, you know, if you recall, flashback to name of the doctor, we got introducing John Hurt as the doctor, which everybody see last took, episode. Yeah. Everybody took as clear indication that he is playing the doctor. So that was, you know, we put it on the screen like that. That's definitely a good sign. Uh, but nobody knew which doctor, right? Where, where was this doctor coming from? Uh, it wasn't clear. The, the, the name the war doctor had not been introduced yet. Uh, so all, and we'd you know, also not often seen a doctor in the same place as the other doctors. So that's right. also... Yeah. So we were sort of like, uh, you know, could this be a pre-Hartnell doctor? That'd be crazy. Or is this a post-Matt uh, Smith doctor or something? What, what's going on? So then this confirmed where... where John Hurt's doctor was in the timeline. He was after uh, Paul McGann. Uh, and uh, <clears throat> it's a very nice little performance. This is from Paul McGann. Uh, you'll, you'll be rest assured Big Finish has done a series with Cass uh, <laughs> traveling with the doctor <laughs> in a time where things just came out. And then mentioning Big Finish, one of the things people really appreciated was he when he he drinks the the potion that regenerates him or whatever he lists a whole bunch of people's names those are all audio companions uh charlie Carey. wow so he they canonized Jeez. his audio adventures uh in this thing and yeah so this was this was a nice little little i mean it really did blow up the internet and it, it has started in in it certainly started then, and uh, it still sort of calls for it. do a do a limited series with mcgann he can still pull off the doctor uh, yeah, and it's like do a series, you know, give him his, give him a couple, you know, a couple seasons, a uh, little mini series or something like that, and you know, um, well, between seasons. But uh, yes, people, it's enormously exciting, huge. But nothing ever came of that other other than a bunch of big finish stuff. Yeah, he's still he's mostly an audio doctor, but yeah, it, it was, was great. It was lovely to have him back, uh, and he was very good. And obviously, uh, we we did do the the Doctor Who movie. Uh, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll look up the episode in a second, but but you know, not the best movie. And made right in the heart of the 80s, as I remember. 90s, mid 90s. 90s. Very kind of almost campy. And what was nice to see here is that he fit in really well. Like it didn't seem he didn't seem out of place or out of time or anything like that. No, he's got some nice little uh, he's got obviously very few lines, but immediately he's right into the character. He's got the nice little, um, uh, you know, she's like, uh, she's like, where are we going? He goes back to the ship. She goes, why? He goes, the front crashes first. They get through. (laughs) He's got (laughs) got these nice little moments. So a nice little McGann. So now we know who John Hurt is. Now we know who John Hurt is. And then we can head into We had just day. been, inter- remember, it was introducing John Hurt as, I think it just said as the doctor. Mm-hmm. Uh, and by the way, if you want to hear more about our thoughts on Paul McGann, episode, uh, podcast episode number 48 is when we tackled that. Yeah, we did that. Yeah, we tackled that. So I have been, so this, this cast, this podcast, uh, I know nobody thinks I plan, but I do. 
Uh, and I've been making sure that you've seen everything that you needed to see to fully follow the day of the doctor. Like I was like, we got to watch the terror of the Zygons at some point. Like I've, I've been working hard to make sure that you can ap fully appreciate okay. the awesome splendor of what we're about to discuss. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, good job. You did it. <laughs> you did it. Okay, let's move on to The Day of the Doctor. So, The Day of the Doctor, the 50th anniversary special. This aired the 23rd of November, 2013. That would have been right around Thanksgiving. Was you remember? Was it right before Thanksgiving? Uh, I believe it was before, yes. Yeah. Because I was in London, but we'll get to that. Whoa, okay. Interesting. I don't know some of this. This is story number 240. It was a single episode, but yep. it's 80 minutes long. Mm -hmm. So, it's a supersized show. Movie, basically. We have uh, written by Stephen Moffat. We have the 11th Doctor, but we also have the 10th Doctor. Yep. <clears throat> we have Clara. We have, thank God, Rose. Kind of. Not really. We have Billy Piper. No, Rose we, have, we have Billy Piper. And, Touch uh, yeah. Yeah. and then John Hurt. So mm -hmm. we have a three Doctor extravaganza. Mm -hmm. And uh, we do have a clip. So I will play that for you right now. It's not working. We're both reversing the polarity. Yes, I know that. There's two of us. I'm reversing it. You're reversing it back again. We're confusing the polarity. Oh, lose affairs. You. How can you be here? What are the point? Why are you here? <laughs> Good afternoon. I'm looking for the doctor. You've certainly come to the right place. Good. Right. Well, who are you boys? Oh, of course. Are you his companions? His companions? They get younger all the time. Well, if you could point me in the general direction of the doctor. Really? Yeah. Really? You're me? Both of you? Yup. In that one? Yes! <laughs> You're my future selves? Yes! Am I having a midlife crisis? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Gotta have a little inter-doctor kind of squabbling. Inter-doctor banter. And they have yeah. great chemistry, all, all three of them together. They've never been... <laughs> they've never been anywhere together um it's nice to see immediately some good chemistry i do love how i love matt smith continue telling david tennant how skinny he is as if matt smith <laughs> is not also insanely skinny <laughs> all right so here we are picture it the time war mm -hmm. we're right in the middle of the time war and we see who we're going to come to know as the war doctor do they do they ever say that? No, the problem that we've they they had to deal with, of course, is that now the numbering is is like now the ninth doctor is not technically the ninth doctor, right? But you don't want to renumber them because that's just how we know them all. But so they never they refer to, to each other. Obviously, that's more in the fan. Yeah, no, he, he basically right? says uh, he basically says I'm I'm never don't. He doesn't go by the name the Doctor, technically. Right, so right, and they talk about the two. Yeah. They, they, right. The other Doctors also don't yeah. seem as that. So, okay, so the War Doctor, he during the Time Lord, he's going to basically use this crazy weapon, the Moment, mm -hmm. and and you see that this is his decision. And and the Ninth Doctor actually referencing him it would have been great to have him here because he was going through so much of the PTSD following the war doctor's decision here and what he mm -hmm. does is he he essentially you could think of it as like he sets off a nuclear weapon he sets off yeah. like a huge weapon that essentially destroys all the time wards and all the daleks and it does end the time war but he's haunted by it because it just killed tons of innocent people tons mm -hmm. of time wards mm -hmm. it killed his entire civilization see oppenheimer in theaters now <laughs> <laughs> the interface for the weapon is 
Rose Tyler. Mm-hmm. So, which is which is well in the guise of hilarious. Bad Wolf. So I mean, it's sort of yeah, whatever tiny... Bad Wolf meant or yeah. does mean. I mean, it means so much to all of us. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's Billy Piper. Shout out to Billy Piper. So okay, so then it opens up well, a wrinkle in time. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> so that he's able to see the moment we just saw. He's able to see the tenth and eleventh doctors. He first runs into them, and we've seen them just previously running into each other uh, back in was it Victorian England? Elizabethan. Elizabethan. Well, yeah, yeah. Elizabethan England, because <laughs> they're there with Queen Elizabeth and. Queen Elizabeth quite fancies the 10th Doctor. Mm-hmm. And in fact, we find out that they did technically get married. So married. he's yeah. sort of uh, yeah. was briefly a ruler I'm of England. going to be king. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Then all three meet up. Then uh, a bunch of stuff happens. After they sort some things out, we see that the Zygons have gone into these three-dimensional paintings that Time Wars can create with some sort of technology that they have. <clears throat> and the Zygons have used them to go into these paintings and then come back out of them in in present day in in of course in england because that's where all the alien activity well, yeah why would you go anywhere else yeah. they come out on the national gallery and zygons are able to they're like shapeshifters is that their main thing or is that just what they're doing here yeah remember they can if they capture you they can duplicate themselves into any yeah yeah right yeah but remember they did that in scotland so they take over, right? So they take over, not they take over, but they they run into some fine folks from Unit and they impersonate Kate, them. Kate Lethbridge Stewart and Kate Stewart's here, yeah, and soon to be, and and we'll be seeing her again. Very big fan favorite, Osgood. Did you like Osgood? She's very cute oh, with her little Tom Baker scarf and the the scientist. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, she's great. She reminds me of uh the who was the lady scientist who was the companion Liz Shaw. Oh yeah, 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 a lot of Liz Shaw parallels. Yeah. So great. So they're there. Yeah. By the way, Osgood was her name. Yep, Osgood. She had a lot of shades of '80s movie girl who was like she would take off her glasses and whatever. She's like, oh, she's oh god, she's so beautiful. It's like she's, I just like that they stuck. They tried to make her mousy looking. Sort of geeky, like, oh, she's yeah. this very beautiful woman. She's very beautiful. Uh, she is, I believe, married to. I don't know how much you follow all. She's married to Richard Osman, who is the. He's a big tall guy with glasses. He's on like QI, and uh, he's a presenter yeah. on some of those British shows. But yes. I got nothing. I believe you. I believe John. I believe <laughs> you. My web of lies and deceit. <laughs> okay, so back to Kate Stewart. Um, she wants to blow up a nuclear weapon. She's just like, look, can we just please blow up a nuclear Let's weapon? Blow up the Tower of London for goodness' blow up sake. Blow the Tower everybody. of London. But basically, she's trying to contain this. She's like, maybe we should just blow it up. Parallels to the moment, mm-hmm. and they they decide to go into the painting. They the basically they're talking the whole time with the war doctor, and and like we'd mentioned before, they're basically saying they they're kind of they just disown him. They're very uncomfortable with him there. Like they're just like yeah. we we want to forget this part in our lives. We don't even call you the doctor. He's like I don't call myself the doctor, and and the, this whole idea was I became I knew what I had to do, so I became this other person briefly, but that's done now. I'm done. It's gone. It's it's over. It's like, but don't you feel bad about it? And like, you know, how does this affect you? Like one of them is like, yes, I feel terrible. And Matt Smith's kind of like, I've moved on. Like I sort of had to forget it or whatever. And then there, yeah, it was a very good, that whole, the scene in the Tower of London is the most important scene, I think, where they're trapped in the tower and they're talking back and forth. And then they also are talking about, 
using the sonic screwdriver to figure out how to get out it's like same yeah. case same case or same program different casing and it's like ah Stephen Moffat you little devil that's gonna come back right yeah they talk about executing programs and saying like well this is impossible this would take millennia to run and they're like well then if you start it yeah it, it has been millennia since you or me and so this will all you know work out so it also has a very funny moment where they're like ah we, we're so smart and then clara just bursts in and then they're like how did you do that she's like, like the it was door was unlocked <laughs> <laughs> so the big thing is all i mean i'm skipping over stuff but it all comes down to are we going to do basically do are we going to relive this important moment again and and it's talked through like am i going to destroy Gallifrey this civilization. Yeah. Destroy Gallifrey. And he's haunted by the children in particular, that he's mm -hmm. just killed thousands and thousands <sighs> of children. It's always the kids. Again. And as a mother, John, you know, uh, yeah, yeah. it's allowed. You, you can kill as many, you can kill millions yeah. of people to save one child. That is the parenting <laughs> <That's right>. rule. <laughs> if the war doctor had been doing it to save his like yeah, newborn son, it's yep. fine. Yep. But no, and and Clara says, you know, Clara's always there to be like, hey, maybe don't do this. And, yeah. and they're like, no, we can't. But how? It's like, I don't know. Think of some other way. And then you can. So then Clara they now has become we've already said she's one of the most important companions ever and we're done with that and now she's also like also this deeply traumatic thing that undid your whole life and changed Let's the entire that. shape of the universe how about we fix that too it's like <laughs> she's really just knocking things off a checklist <laughs> so another i would say you're right that scene was big but another big moment is they decide that how they're going to do this is they're going to trap gallifrey in a pocket universe which we've mm -hmm. set up previously too the paintings yeah and well not just the paintings but also we've talked about pocket universes and other um, yes that's true it is possible. Uh, episodes as well and then but in order to do this they get back all 10 reincarnations <clears throat> everybody more. And they're all there. <laughs> now, John, why are they turned away? I can't see some of them. They're turned away. Why are they turned away from the camera? <laughs> I couldn't see some of them. Uh, but yeah, they, they're all there. Stock footage of all of them. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, uh, so the massive surprise of uh, and the wonderful line of uh, all 12 of them. I didn't know when I was lucky. And then you hit, no, sir, all 13. And you get a little shot of Peter Capaldi, who we knew was cast because we're only a month away from the Matt Smith regeneration. Oh. Oh, so it was cast, but okay. it was shocking. And, so every, and, you know, he's immediately recognizable with those eyebrows and that voice. And so everybody was just like, <gasps> it was I didn't great. know that that would have. Uh, that makes sense that I guess that would have been announced, but I didn't know that. <clears throat> yeah. So he, the only doctor to have ever appeared uh, before uh, his actual regeneration, his history in the making. So then a couple things happen. Uh, so so that's sorted out. Great. <laughs> yeah. Now, the interesting thing is. The war doctor is the war doctor and not the, you know, the ninth doctor. Yeah. But then they sort of fixed him as was like, well, now actually you are the, like they own him by the end. Like, no, you're the doctor. Like, you, yeah. you know. But then he's like, but I won't remember this, will I? Because it's all, you know. Well, and so none of them will. Right. 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 Yeah. No one yeah. will. So. So yeah. yes. and then he they uh, he starts to regenerate. I think Stephen Moffat was like, wait, I just fixed the one regeneration off screen we didn't see. And then I'm going to leave another one hanging. So he's like, I better just deal with this. So then we get him regenerating into and you can just see Chris eyes uh, appearing. I was really hoping that he was I, I knew he wasn't. But because we talked about this, but I was like, oh, I, it would have been great if he was there for like 30 seconds just yeah. to kind of come alive. And then and then you're like, oh, well, that's enough for yeah. this episode. I'm sure that's fine. But then uh, Matt Smith wandering around uh, the gallery and uh, the caretaker 
is Cur- there. Curator. Curator. Cur- curator. Sorry, the caretaker or something else. The curator is there, and it is uh, a very old but fun Tom Baker. Tom Baker. I mean, and we learn a little bit about this character, and and it, oh, I'm interested if we've learned anything more about them since <laughs> the episode came out. But it does seem like it's not just Tom Baker. It's like, yes, this is a version of the Doctor in the future, and he gets this job. And it's sort of also saying, this is my preferred incarnation like i took this back on like this is you you uh, revisit in the in the future you might revisit a few but just the old favorites yeah like a little thing there stephen moffat said has said it's a little vague uh it's meant to be vague but that he had you know he sort of said one i think quote he had was saying basically like i've made sure that doctor who will go on forever because the implication is that tom baker it could he could regenerate one day into tom baker again an older one like this but obviously that will never happen on screen so the series can never end uh, <laughs> it's an interesting argument but yes hinted at that this is a a future version of the doctor uh on some level and yeah yeah that he kind of that this is his when he like kind of retires and and is puttering around his garden. This this yeah. is the, his version of that. And then I just want to this quote is called out and it is a very nice quote where he says where Matt Smith says I have a new destination. My journey is the same as yours, the same as anyone's. It's taken me so many years, so many lifetimes. At last, I know where I'm going, where I've always been going home the mm-hmm. long way around and that's mm-hmm. that's really wonderful it's like mm-hmm. that's where we're all going we're going home we don't we we could we could have gotten there we could have saved a lot of trips but we're yeah. just kind of going well trying to get there back where we were but we have to find out what home means to <clears> us so yeah really really so much here i mean this is a perfect example of like this is 80 minutes and i feel like in a in some of the classic ones and some of the new ones too it's like you it would have been strung out to like five episodes six episodes and this is a 10 parter yeah yeah. (laughs) but it gets through a lot it's paced really well the we kind of skipped through the plot but the stuff the the plot advancement of the paintings and how they find these different things it's all that's all fun like there's there's just it's a really really well done episode and as as has been before with some of the other Stephen Moffat ones not all of them but with some of them you're like well this was a high high degree of difficulty yeah yeah, this is this is <laughs> and this he really is not an easy one. Like, hey, yeah. um, we're gonna do a movie. It's gonna be simulcast around the world. I think in re- uh, Guinness record ninety something countries all at once. Wow, something like seventy million people. I think massive hype. This was hugely hyped. The fiftieth anniversary. It was all broadcast on television, but also uh, simulcast in theaters. Um, I saw it in a theater in Leicester Square uh, in London. I mentioned that on the cast before. Uh, I was there. I was at the fiftieth anniversary. You can see my T-shirt here if Ooh. you're watching. This yeah, if those the, on YouTube, go to YouTube.com. I mean, go now to YouTube and look. Slash Mind Probe Show or it's slash a, at Mind a, Probe Show, whatever. t-shirt from the 50th anniversary uh, uh, convention at the Excel. Uh, at I was there on the day, the 50th, uh, this Saturday. Um, saw Matt Smith uh, and uh, Jenna Coleman and Stephen Moffat. Uh, and then saw all on the same couch at the same time. Peter Davison, Colin what? Baker, Sylvester McCoy, and Tom Baker. Madness. And then I met Tegan and I met Leela uh, and got their autographs. Uh, I got I met Terrence Dix, uh, the writer who was just wandering around and I tackled him uh, and, yeah, and and talked to him. So yes, massive 50th anniversary of celebrations. But yeah, I think you gotta just we've talked to you in the past about the brilliance of Stephen Moffat on, on some of these episodes. And yeah, you got to hand it to him on this one. Talk about pressure, right? Here's the, you know, Hey, this is going to be massive. And you know, the 50th anniversary fans are notoriously picky uh, about things. And you've got to somehow deliver 
after doing a whole season of Doctor Who, you now have to deliver this thing. He was he said he was a nervous wreck about it. Uh, and yeah, I mean, I think uh, you're right. It's, it is very tightly plotted and everything, even it's good. It's a good one for rewatching because it's great to see how certain things set up other things, right? Like the, so the sonic screwdriver thing about like, oh, it's, you know, the same software, different casing. And it's like, oh, and then later at the end, it's like, okay, yeah, I've been thinking about this equation since I was the first doctor, same software, different casing, right? Like the, it's, yeah. the, it's the same uh, and uh, yeah, and the, how the um, the parallel of Kate and Nuclear Bomb you pensioned and uh, it's just it's great. It's it's a very well structured uh, story. John Hurt is fantastic. Uh, He's great know, for someone who's you know never played the role before and has to establish it like you just immediately like yeah he's the doctor like i totally or he's the version of the doctor i totally buy it did we mention this last time is he a doctor who fan no he um uh, i mean he's heard of it obviously he's, uh, you know <laughs> yeah. he's english he was offered the role his wife apparently was the one who talked him into it who's like she was like what are you crazy like you get to you You'd only do it. You only have to do it once, uh, and you're the character everybody loves, and you know it's it's the hero right. character. Uh, like, why wouldn't you do it? And uh, Stephen Moffat apparently very very sweetly said that like one of John Hurt's big questions was like, so I am a doctor, right? Like I'm officially uh, a doctor, and he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, Big Finish did do a series of audios with him. He died not too long after uh, of uh, cancer. Um, but Big Finish did a series of him as the war doctor. They're very good. Uh, not surprising. Um, Billy Piper coming back. Yes, you got to bring in Billy Piper, I think, just for the, uh, um, I think sort of the, the rationale was, well, she's kind of a big piece of why the series is on now. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so sort of a recognizing that. <clears throat> Tom Baker, yeah, that was a, a really when uh, um, the what it was a good moment. So, uh, as I said, I saw this in the theater with a bunch of people. Obviously, the moment where all the doctors showed up, huge uh, applause, and everybody thought, "Okay, this is the big moment." Uh, and then, uh, yeah, you get the quiet moment in the museum, and if you recall, you hear Tom Baker's voice before you see him. Uh, right, right. And certainly, all of the old fans in the theater were like, oh, "No way!" <laughs> and they actually got him. So that was pretty amazing. And it was just all the little. Uh, there's a great um, all the little Easter eggs. The opens with the old credits. Clara's teaching at Coal Hill School, which is where Ian and Barbara were teaching, and where we oh, meet Susan cool. the first time. Uh, if you see in the Black Archive, there's all the pictures of the old companions, and it's got all the sort of history of uh, including again, I think done deliberately. Like clearly, they sort of Photoshop random people like it's Mike Yates and like some of and like Martha or something together. It's like all these people <laughs> that you're like, wait, what? They've never met before. So it's adding all this that you could do. But yes, huge. Uh, and then topped off. So after um, after the show, uh, after the theater, you know, we went and then um, <clears throat> uh, you could go and the, I forget, I think it's called Red Button. Or, there's something that with the bbc digital that you could see additional content or something yes like it was bbc you're you're right it was called red button <laughs> yeah and they had a, a special called the five-ish doctors it's on BritBox if you haven't watched it check it out uh and it was a little comedy thing that peter davison wrote uh and it's a little comedy a thing that's basically him sylvester mccoy and colin baker trying to get into the special they're like why aren't classic <laughs> and it's like them calling stephen moffat and being like hey i think you've got a great storyline <laughs> and like uh it's got sylvester mccoy he's actually in new zealand filming the hobbit and and uh, it's got Peter Jackson uh, and uh, um, and um, uh, what's Gandalf's name? Um, Ian. Ian McCallum. McCallum. Yeah. Ian McCallum there. Uh, and like they have an appearance in it or whatever. And um, uh, <laughs> like, uh, in fact, Sylvester leaves to go try to be on the uh, in the special. And they have Peter Jackson running around being like, where's Sylvester McCoy? And then, um, Ian McCallum is like, well, I'll be honest, Peter. I think this scene might just be better without him. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Very good. Paul McGann makes a little appearance. So that's right. But yes. 
uh, a massive, massive celebration for the 50th anniversary. It was very exciting, uh, exciting to be there. <laughs> now, why were you in London? Because of that. So I specifically, it, it was wow. clearly, well, and I, and I, you know, statute of limitations has surely passed. Uh, I, um, uh, you obviously knew this was coming, knew they were going to be having a huge convention in London and stuff like that that you could go to. Uh, and I was like, surely there's a work reason that I need to be in London. So <laughs> I had to be there for work. Oh, yeah. But Mike came uh, and uh, and we went and my mother actually uh, shares pictures that my mother uh, had made us Tom Baker scarves. So we wore our scarves to the convention. Uh, and, uh, and yes, it was an amazing, amazing day. It was very, it was, I mean, you know, I've been to sci-fi conventions before and they're a mix of all things, but this was all Dr. Who. And I mean, they had every companion was there. They had wow. you know, autograph sessions with all these people, Tom Baker, Ryan, Graham Norton was there interviewing people. It was, it was cool. It was very, very and cool. Again, like thinking about all that, like what an incredible letdown it would have been had the episode fallen flat, which it easily could have. Right. And then again, I feel like he just paced it so well to have one thing happen after <laughs> another. And then the Tom Baker moment at the end, too, just as a cherry on top of like, yeah, you would just leave. You would. Just, I mean, you guys are all there in love with the show. And some of you, including yourself, having traveled very far to, to come to this and then to be able <laughs> to. <laughs> <eat> that, <laughs> well, right. And then but then what the, the reality was, was to be like able to called Delta and the Bannerman, too. And everyone's like, oh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, to walk I should say. Yeah, uh, I should say to to uh, you mentioned to I, I forgot Christopher Eccleston. They did try to get him uh, and he didn't, oh, right. didn't want to come back. Uh, and so that was sort of where Stephen Moffat came. But yeah, Stephen Moffat has said he's like it, he's like if it if he had been willing to come back, it would have been uh, John Hurt. Uh, you know, he he would have just taken the John Hurt role. And he's like, I think his doctor could have you know that still works, right? It would have made doctor, sense. So torment, yeah. 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 So he's like, I think that's fine. Um, and, and it would have been, uh, you know, very fine. He was like, I got to have John Hurt, obviously, so that's great. Uh, but yeah, you do think, you know, I think Christopher Eccleston's attitude has changed on Doctor Who over time. But it's sort of like, oh, that, that would have been a really good role for him to have. He probably would have enjoyed it. But, you know, can't have, you know, as we're going to see in our next story, when you can't get an old doctor back, you've you got to make up some, uh, <laughs> you, got, you, got, you got some strategies to, uh, to deal with it. Yeah. yeah, why don't we move along to... The Five Doctors. So this is the, the 20th anniversary special. It was the number 129 of the 300 Doctor Who stories. One episode, also 90 minute special, mm -hmm. also aired on the 23rd of November, 1983. Uh, so um, they literally were doing the exact day. It aired 30 years previously on the exact day. Mm -hmm. It starred Peter Davison, Patrick Troughton, John Pertwee. And not William Hartnell. <laughs> no, he was dead. <clears throat> Richard Herndall. Richard Herndall. And then Tom Baker was there, but kind of off on his own adventure. <laughs> he was. Uh, so this is a, a archive footage uh, from an unbroadcast lost story. Which oh, got it. So this in. was not even intended was, for this special. Yeah, but no one had seen it before. So it, it worked out, luckily. But yes. Yeah, it kind of. Kind of fit it. it was weird. You were like, why are they over there? But <laughs> I but I did not know that. So and I never thought necessarily that I thought it was more of just a like, man, eh, we couldn't get them together on that day. So we filmed this other thing. He didn't, he didn't, like. uh, Tom Baker did not want to come back so soon after he'd left. You know, he'd only been gone for like a year and a half. And he was like, eh, I don't know if I want to do that. So they yeah, they came up with this solution because they wanted to get up. There's also a very funny. They couldn't um, because he wasn't participating when they did a big photo shoot where they had all the doctors together and then some of the companions and stuff. They couldn't get Tom Baker, 
So they borrowed his waxwork from Madame Tussauds and <laughs> pictures of them all like hanging off of his. Yeah. <laughs> Well, let's have a clip here from the five... There was only one clip I could choose. Doctors. As you can see, Lord President, the casket bears the seal of Rassilon. Where was this found? In the Castellan's room. Black scrolls of Rassilon. Interesting. I thought they were out of print. Well, don't touch, Doctor. This is forbidden knowledge from the dark time. Are you taking no chances? I am innocent. I have never seen that casket before. Take him to security and discover the truth. You are authorized to use the mind probe. What? No, not the mind probe. Let me speak to him. No, Doctor. The mind probe will give us all the answers we require. I mean, all right, ladies one clip, and that's it. That's Shout a wrap, everybody. We did it. Yep. It really and- is an incredible line reading. It stresses so many wrong <laughs> syllables. It's so... It's such a bizarre... Such a bizarre... It's extraordinary. I think I've, I think one of the DVDs has alternative takes of it, and he he tried uh, for some reason that was the one they ended up going with. But yes, no, not the mind probe. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, it's no, not the mind. Like it's very very <laughs> fascinating. We should get the previous clip of him uh, saying you're authorized to use the mind probe, mm. and we should uh, maybe I can loop that into our opening theme. Ooh, yeah, um, nice. yeah. Mm. I, of course, have never heard this, so this is all new to me. Finally. Now, this this 84 episodes later, this podcast makes <laughs> kinda, sense. Kinda makes sense. <laughs> what will not make sense is my recap of this episode. So I'll go through it real briefly, mainly yeah. just listing off the people who are in it. But it's a simple one. So we have uh, all the doctors are brought back together with, I believe it's called the Time Scoop. Yep, the Time Scoop. <laughs> Now let's see the Brit Box version you watched. Yeah, uh, I got to orient here because you might be. So they've they've re up they've updated the special effects on this a couple times. So you the, the one you watched was the time scoop. Was it like sort of a a gelatinous sort of clear thing that like sort of spun through, or was it actually just a digital like black triangle that it was around? a it was a triangle that would show the people inside, but not like a still a still just picture. A still photo. Okay, good. Yeah. Then you saw I think you saw the un un unfiltered the, the one we saw when it came out which is the yeah. right one I, I think i mean you know they've, they've done some extended scenes and edits but it's like no nah, no nah, it's, it's a good one to have that. yeah that's the very beginning right when they're when they're kind of yep. being brought to, yeah yep. so there we see uh this triangle go toward i guess right away the the first doctor yeah <clears throat> The first doctor and this poor video effect (laughs) of a triangle (laughs) goes near them. They are clearly captured inside. The same thing for the second doctor. After a wonderful reunion scene with the brigadier, you must have been enjoying the second doctor and the brigadier together is fantastic. Through the whole thing is fantastic. But yeah, they're great. (laughs) And so we get a bunch of people together. We also get Susan, a grown up Susan. Sarah Jane with K9, of course. Mm-hmm. We saw some Daleks, some Cybermen. I still had, I haven't actually seen the Yeti, but the yeah, Yeti was the here. Weber Fear. We saw remember the Weber Fear, the Yetis in the underground. And oh, the, I'm thinking, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, okay, that's right. That's one. That's right. That's the Raston right. like, Warrior Robot uh, was just a guy in a in a silver leotard. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. We got these guys together, um, and then we go back to Gallifrey too. The masters here too, mm-hmm. uh, and they're telling him that <laughs> I like how they talk at each other. It's like it's a subtext as texting. They're like, "You must go help the doctor," and they're like, "But I, as his enemy, would be unlikely to help him." And then <laughs> they just are saying it so plainly. But they said, um, "You know, you'll you'll be given a new set of regeneration." Do they talk? By the way. In the day of the doctor and in this, do they talk yet about like the number of regenerations? 
So we find out it's a throwaway line from some earlier story about how he only can regenerate 12 times. So, and then that's it. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's that, that was always sort of thrown away because there were earlier stories with Dr. City can live forever barring accidents. Uh, but then they tried to create a limit on it, probably presuming they're like, we'll never hit that. Uh, <laughs> and then obviously as they get to, but yes, this, this, this suggestion that they could just offer you a new lifespan does sort of undercut the urgency <laughs> of the thing. But, uh, as we're going to find out shortly, yeah. it's very helpful for us. Yeah. So. Yeah, there's, you know, the master's trying to work them. The Cybermen are there, too. We're all a lot of Cybermen. Then Castellan, we have the Black Scrolls of Rassalon. Mm. And we meet Rassalon for the first time. We've heard a lot about Rassalon. This is the first time we ever see him. Finally get to see him. Distinctly unimpressive, but there he is. Uh, um, And uh, what I like what they did throughout is it's all a mix-match thing. So, like... The first doctor is with Tegan. Yeah. And then, like you just mentioned, uh, the second doctor with Brigadier and stuff like that. So, I mean, I know they were together briefly. And anyway, I, I like that they're pairing up everybody. Jamie and Zoe are there. Then Liz Shaw is there. Yeah. And Liz I, Shaw I, I was happy Gate. about that because I liked her, but you had kind of said like they kind of swept her away. Yeah. No. I mean, but, she's uh, an she evil hologram, but she's still there. Yeah. She's there. <clears throat> Did you enjoy the one of the. <laughs> The confounding scenes that who fans to this day are like, well, so is the the uh, first doctor and Tegan at the checkerboard uh, and you, you cross it. And if you hit the if you cross the wrong path, the lightning will come. Uh, right. They fool the Cybermen into doing it. But then it's like, try it, doctor. It's as easy as pie. And then he's like, pie? Oh, pie. And then he's like, calculates or whatever. But it's a different path every time. And no one it's a the board is not a circle. So that doesn't mean. <laughs> and no one, <laughs> no one hits the hits the squares very well. It's no. a hilarious scene, and it goes on for like ten minutes. It's wonderful. They're very impressed with that their laser effect that they <laughs> wanted to show there. We get to hear the third doctor talk about reversing the polarity of the neutron flow. Yeah, we got a little of that in there. Yeah. <clears throat> And Bruce uh, is a traitor. That's obviously a big reveal because we'd met Bruce. remember the deadly assassin uh, way back. Uh, and then he was then we saw him in the invasion of time as another person. And then he was most we ha- actually I don't think we've seen the arc of infinity yet, but we'll get there. Um, so, yeah. Right. And then so what, what he's trying to he's trying to. Well, then <clears throat> we get back into the right. The, the limited regenerations and what he's trying to set this all up as is so that he can regenerate forever and we find that he does get his wish yeah and he lives forever but he's encased in the tomb uh, as essentially one of the statues yeah but again it's just like he can live forever but they just offered the master more regeneration so it seems like he why can't yeah. he just get that re-upped i don't quite <laughs> maybe, maybe the time i don't know that that was a little confusing there seem to be a lot of time lords who go mad with power but yeah it's although. not they're they're not a great tracker the, the time lord mental health program really yeah, needs, i know uh, they just yeah. yeah yeah this is uh this is Terrence sticks uh who was sort of the you know the script editor from the third doctor wrote a lot, wrote a lot of classic episodes uh it was initially going to be robert holmes um who uh, was also we talked about him a few times he's known for some of the the great legendary doctor who episodes it's uh and then holmes tried to do it he started it he was going to write something called the six doctors uh, and I think this story was going to end with uh, it was going to turn out that uh, the first doctor was actually a robot that was like an assassin or something like that. Hence explaining why he looked different. Uh, oh, okay. And that was going to be the sixth. 
doctor <clears throat> um but uh eventually he just couldn't make it work uh and uh so really, it's really uh so you know terrence dick said he was trying to write this thing uh and basically the whole time you know because they're trying to get this giant cast together who all have various commitments and different things like that and so he's apparently was just busily writing away and then he'd get a phone call and be like uh hey uh, uh elizabeth slade and sarah jane she can now only do like two weeks and only on location right uh and this guy can only do it oh and we lose john pertwee and so like had to keep reshuffling the thing to make it, it work like a, an avengers movie yeah situation. it was yeah chaos uh scheduling uh, yeah, they had to. Obviously, the the goal was to get five doctors. We've seen three doctors, so we we've established the reunification, reuniting them all is a big deal. So, uh, yeah, the problems they faced. Uh, I mentioned obviously Tom Baker uh, not willing to come back. So yes, this was a so the end of his um uh I think second to last season. Uh, there was a huge six parter by Douglas Adams called Shada that was halfway filmed, uh, and then there was a strike. <gasps> shades of today Ooh. uh and the strike meant they couldn't finish it so the footage was basically just you know they just had it in archives uh and so they're oh we can we'll use that we can and so this is the sort of from the opening of that now, they have has of it ever since, been fully released since yes yeah uh, yes they finally uh finished it it's pretty it's an interesting actually it's, it's i've concluded it in our, our run here at some point later uh it's a very interesting combination of basically there's live action and then it transitions to animated and so that they can finish and they had the cast the original cast voice the animation it's pretty cool but yeah so we've got we've got him shout out so many companions and monsters this was actually shown in the u.s at a convention before the uk so the uh, u.s audiences or some u.s audience in, in chicago i believe was saw this i remember seeing this on pbs maybe not long after it, uh, it had come out it was a big deal it was on one of their pledge breaks and um yeah it's hard to so this was i should say also this is the first vhs i ever had so i had this this was the first doctor who uh tape on, on tape it was vhs tape that i ever had uh, and to this day, I could pretty much do it from memory. Like if you, I could pretty much perform this from beginning to end. Uh, <laughs> if you, if I'm, if I'm ever bored or if I'm ever buried alive or something, I imagine this is how I'll, I'll try to keep my sanity is by doing this. But yeah, it's hard. This is the, the interesting thing about this would be in contrast to the 50th is that for most people, these, these are all characters of people you would not have seen. Like, it's not like you had, they didn't do as many repeats. Uh, there weren't videos and stuff yet. It was eight, 1983. They hadn't started releasing them on tape. People didn't have many VCRs and could record stuff. So, like, all these people you hadn't seen in forever. Like, you know, the day of the doctor, it's like, oh, yeah, we can all watch David Tennant on, uh, you know, DVD and um, uh, and this. But, like, this was like, oh, my goodness, it's Sarah Jane. She's back. And it was, it was very exciting to see uh, all of these characters. Um, there's a great... One of the DVDs for it, I think the 20th anniversary of this one, uh, of the show, so the 40th anniversary of the show, there's a secret track on one of the DVDs that's David Tennant and... um I think uh, one of the uh, two of the other producers of his uh, run of Doctor Who watching this and talking about it. And yes, the whole time they're just going, oh, and then she's back. And oh, you don't know how exciting it was when he came back and we saw him. And like that very fanboyish, how exciting all of this was. So, yes, a uh, special place in the heart of a Doctor Who fan. Uh, five doctors. Should all the doctors all be brought and all throughout of time? <laughs>
If all the doctors would be brought for days of theme and times. Look, Daddy, every time a bell rings, a TARDIS gets its wings. For all themes and times, my dear. For all themes and times. We'll all agree that canine sucks for all themes and times. Reminiscing about doctors and... Mm -hmm. and so many doctors and and you know when you think back on old good times where you blew up a whole civilization (laughs) and you just think back and think ah well i made some mistakes but Mm -hmm. uh Mm -hmm. but good friends and good times we're adherents of the repeating themes here no not the mind probe what we like to do we like to consider ideas and moments that are threaded throughout doctor who and all of history and then we like to to just strip them down <laughs> to their parts and <laughs> see so what they're, they're no really made of just people are just like uh, yeah what did you want to talk about for for these uh, couple of uh, i want to talk about fonts used in the credits this is the time to dig in yes <laughs> like what font Amen. uh should they use uh, no uh i mean let's talk about longevity i mean we've, we've talked about we've talked about nostalgia in the past we talked about sort of these anniversary episodes and stuff like that but you know we are celebrating uh, you know the 20th the 50th and as we're recording the 60th yeah, doctor right. who uh anniversary and it's still going it's still running you can't stop it it's a it's a bullet it's a freight train uh, and no matter who you throw in front of it, well, they did stop it for about fifteen years there, yeah, but yeah, but it just kept people were like, nah, nah, we want it back, we want it back. So, what is the secret? What's the secret? You've now are uh, are well steeped. You have watched over one hundred and sixty episodes of Doctor Who. Wow. Yeah. What do you think? What's the secret to its long life and appeal? And it, it obviously, obviously, just now appealed to multiple generations. Uh, it has, you know, been across enormous amounts of history. Uh, it has been in <laughs> black and white. It has been in a multi-episode thing. It has had, uh, you know, we've had old doctors, young doctors. Uh, we've now had a lady doctor. Well, I mean, I think, what is the secret? I think that's part of it. So part of it, I think, is it's a mix of a bunch of things. I think it's the variety. It isn't just one thing over and over again. It's and it's not just recasting, right? It's a different doctor each time. They're mm-hmm. different companions. It's not just someone else is playing Batman. Um, you know, you know, because I'm comparing it to Batman. You know, that thing which has not stuck around. Oh wait, actually, it, actually, that has been around for eighty years too, a hundred mm-hmm. almost. But but no, um, it, I think the variety is a big part of it. And then, like you said, it does span generations. So you, there are kids who grew up watching David Tennant, and then like that's their doctor, that's their favorite doctor. So. plus mixed with there's a momentum to the whole thing which i think helps sometimes things are helped by scarcity right like when maybe i'm not sure about star wars but maybe i i think star wars was helped by the movies came out so infrequently i know they started to put up books and stuff the movies came out so infrequently so people would just obsess about these three movies and that was certainly part of the case when you're growing up you couldn't get your hands on all the stuff but even when you started to get into doctor who if you did start to tap into it there was so much already to get into. Now there's been even that much more. You yeah. talked about we watch 160 episodes. We're just over halfway through the whole thing. Like there's just so much that it lends itself towards fandom. Um, yeah. It lends itself towards being obsessed because there's lots of there's so many details to it. But so I think it's like the variety, the the bulk of itself. And then we talked about this, but. I think it helps because I think it would be impossible to maintain it for this long without the the general lightness of it. I know not all the episodes are like that. There are moments where there's heaviness to it, but like it's generally good natured and light. And 
I don't think a really, really heavy, dark, grim thing yeah. would have lasted that long. It always surprised <laughs> me that, for example, The Walking Dead lasted as long as it did. And that's not even the grimmest show ever, but it is pretty grim. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, how could, like, I, I watched it at the beginning. I was fascinated by that show. I really enjoyed it. Then for about three or four seasons, I'm like, God, this is just like, <laughs> I mean, I, I, like can't, I got eaten. Oh. Yeah, I can't stick with this. <laughs> Whereas this, it's like it always ends like eventually you get to a lighter note. Eventually, the doctor's always trying to find the good in. He loves humans, right? I mean, yeah. he's always yeah. seeing the good in humanity. And I think that's important. So the, the tone is really important, too. Interestingly, I completely accidentally. They also they invented a perfect formula, which is all you have to do is make your initial show very attractive to people, to very creative people, because then you will breed new writers of the show, oh, but, but good ones. Like yeah. they, they they managed to make a show that some of the most creative pre- people in the UK really liked. Yeah. So then, you know, at, when it did reboot, they had this huge bench of people who are like, you've talked about it several times, all these people who are like, oh, I'd love to write a Doctor Who, all these like very, very <laughs> impressive writers. Yeah, that's an interesting point. And then, and then obviously, um, yeah, you got these very smart creatives doing it. And then also, yeah, at some point, and I mean, it's it's it'd be interesting to figure out when that shift happened. Like at some point it became a thing for actors too, of just kind of like, when are you going to do your doctor who? Like, I mean, like, it's like, it's just, uh, and some... you're talking about that, that not that in during the classic series too, that just became yeah. a thing. Too. Even yeah, then, yeah. yeah. People were kind of, and now it's, I mean, now it's even, it's crazy, but like everybody's been in it, uh, and done one little, and, and it's sort of like, and, you know, that you're right. I think too, part of the reason that, you know, you're going to get like Judy Dench would play a Dalek. I mean, she hasn't yet, but she, you know, it's just like because it's light and funny, it's kind of like it doesn't have to be, you know, people aren't going to be like, oh, I'm going to be so embarrassed doing it or something like that. It's like, oh, yeah, it's just it's my go at Doctor Who and I want to do it. And, you know, uh, the only thing that's even comparable to me in the U.S. and it's a completely different thing, but we actually referenced him at the beginning of the show is, is Sesame Street is like that. In yeah. the US. It has been around forever. You grow up with it. And if you're not from here, it's, it's just it's a children's program made by originally made by Jim Henson, but it's been run by. A separate thing than the Muppets for a long time. Yeah, and stars loved like it's sort of a rite of passage. If you get famous enough to be a guest star on on Sesame Street, it's a big deal. Everyone loves to do it. Like it's a dream almost. Yeah, and it that is also that's pretty straightforwardly a kid show. Yeah, <laughs> but, but there's well, and, and there's sort that. of yeah, these, and these characters become iconic, right? Cookie Monster, or Kermit, or something like that. And, and yeah, same kind of thing with the Doctor. And I think it's also it's also an interesting thing of. Uh, and these episodes uh, prove it is to is that because of the time travel nature of the show, because of the devotion of fans and going back and looking at all the past stuff and things like that, it's like um, you're never not a part of the show. Like these actors and stuff, like you're always the doctor. Like and like you know they now give interviews with like when the new guy Judy Gatwa got cast and others like old doctors reach out to them and are just like, Hey, you're part of a thing now. Like this is, you are forever going to be the doctor no matter what happens. And like, there's a, you know, and and like, you know, uh, it's great. These, the new Blu-rays that have been coming out. One of the new features they've been adding is they do a called behind the sofa where it's basically, they get some of the various cast members to watch the episodes that are coming out and they talk about it. It's like, I think goggle box is the version of it. It's basically reaction videos, but, Mm -hmm. but what's great is it's a mix and match. So like, you know, the one I've been watching recently had like, has like ACE, 
uh, Sophie Aldred and um, uh, and maybe uh, <clears throat> I think like Zoe or something from Second Doctor era, like or or uh, well they have Tegan and Nissa and the Fifth Doctor together, and they have but like it's sort of a random mix and match. But what's great is that they all know each other because they've all met each other so many times, even though they never <laughs> on the show together, they all know each other and have met each other over the years and stuff like that. And then you know they call it the Doctor Who family, and it becomes this thing. And so yeah, maybe this that connection too, like the old stuff retains relevance um, even while it's forging new paths uh, too. And maybe that appeals like contrast that to a soap opera where it doesn't, I mean, you may, your character may come back or something like that occasionally, but it's not like people are like clamoring for like, you know, uh, uh, the old soap opera character. Once they're gone, they're gone. The story well, keeps moving on. Now, part of that is, and this might be a discussion for another episode, but part of that is because it clearly, in addition to engendering a fan base of future creatives who are, you know, brilliant people, it also certainly engendered a fan base of like obsessives who want to document little things about the show and would, you know, and clearly science fiction seems to seems to attract that. Why is that? Why aren't there people who are obs- I'm sure there are people who for example are obsessed with gun smoke and every detail <laughs> in you know that ran for like 30 years or something, right? Yeah. Yeah, one of the longer And, and I'm yeah. sure that there are obsessive fans of gun smoke. That said, sci-fi shows seem to attract like lots of obsessive fans who really get into the detail and you know documenting which alien showed up when and and basically sort of holding the creator's feet to the fire about like you better kind of try to keep some continuity here because we're watching we're we're into we're gonna send letters yeah what is it about science like science fiction that does it because i think that's kind of part of the part of what keeps the show gives it its longevity too is that you inspire this fan base who starts to get into this documents it of course in the age of the internet then that becomes its own sort of well, I guess it's, I guess it's, I'm still trying to think of it like, all right, what, what are shows am I fanish about? And yeah, there's, I mean, there's nothing, I think it's because maybe science fiction offers so many different avenues that you can go down, right? There's so, there's, there's, it's very difficult to be too formulaic. Uh, at least about really good sci-fi, like even Star Trek, which you know they're still traveling around, and you know it's it's got a, a rough formula, but it's a very well, no, like Doctor Who is a very big formula. They travel around, they explore, they find aliens, something happens, and all sorts of crazy stuff can kind of occur around this. So you've got uh, just a much like CSI or Criminal Minds. They're I'm they're entertaining. I like to watch them or whatever. But it's like this. It's, there's only so much they can do. <laughs> like you know, they right. can't. It's gonna be a lot harder to have like a musical episode or you know where they uh you know they go like something just totally. It's like it's gonna there's gonna be a crime. It's gonna be a thing. Like so the the formula restricts it. Um, and so there's just not as much universe to play in. Uh, I right. think. Whereas, yeah, sci-fi, you can go in so many different directions and the rules are so loose that you can do. And maybe that's what draws yeah. people in. Well, anyway, I think that helps aid the longevity of it. And um, and then also the scarves. I mean, no other show features scarves. A lot of uh, scarves. That's what people, way. And so that's I what people like. That's what people that's, tune in that, for. That's a big part of it. All right, we are going to rank anniversary specials. I'm only going to rank anniversary specials Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. this episode. That's my rule. So I'm not going to rank Night of the Doctor. It wasn't an anniversary special. No, so. you should, I hope you use these ideas for when you have an actual anniversary with Mrs. Probe. And mm-hmm. you're like, we're having our anniversary special. And then oh, like, yeah. like David Tennant shows up and you're like, huh, it's <laughs> two of us. <laughs> I bring back our old boyfriends and girlfriends. Yeah. Like, you know, it's really it's really fun. All right. We have ranked 100. Let me get this number right. There are 300 official Doctor Who television stories. We've read 168 of them. We are just again, we are 
hurtling in about two and a half years yep, yep. <laughs> toward the end of the toward the end of this podcast, but not really because they're always going to keep making more Doctor Who. So we're going to rank really. two more. I'm going to go first. Go. Uh, I'm going to rank the five Doctors first. I um I I liked it. <laughs> it, it was not my favorite as my kids say about food i've been taught to say about food that they don't like they go it's not my favorite it, it it's not my favorite i i don't have it like real low or anything but like i don't know there were fun moments i really like particularly Pat- patrick trouton he was great to see in i don't know in this environment and to your point hanging out with Hang on, his, the whole exchange in the uh, uh, when he's meeting Colonel Crichton at the beginning yeah. and stuff like that, and he's like, "Oh, uh, that line, uh, oh, it's a, uh, uh, oh, you've redecorated. I don't like it." <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, he's great. So th- there were really fun moments, and that's what probably why I had had it higher, but it just didn't hang together well, and um, the plot was sort of bizarre to me. To me, it did have, of course, our namesake mm-hmm. for the podcast crossover. That was a crossover appeal to our podcasting yeah it just a yeah exactly just sort of a blatant like yeah. play to get our it's podcast like when they're like listeners. hey everybody get into our ford focus with its four-wheel <laughs> drive uh and go solve the crime yeah i mean just like fan yeah, yeah so i ended up putting it at number 66 i believe okay not bad so not pretty bad. pretty high up but yeah but not like, yeah, I don't know. I, the the funny thing about it to me is that like I can't put myself back in the head of when it happened because, right. uh, well, I guess neither could you. But like, it wasn't as like when it came out. I was I thought, oh wow, they're together for the first time. I was like, yeah, I've already seen them be like that. And and for me, these guys do exist basically on the same time. I'm watching this all yep. together, so it's not as interesting or surprising to me. Though I get it's fun. I put it right below Angels Take Manhattan, Partners mm-hmm. in Crime, Waters of Mars. I put it just above Bells of St. John, Power of Three, Forty Two. So kind of in like uh yeah uh, the top half, but not like way up there. Right. Day of the Doctor, mm. I'm going to put mm. as number one on my list. Ooh. I thought about it, you know, where I might come in. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it's a, it's just such a good mix of uh, my current number one had been the 11th hour, which is amazing. And uh, right below that, I had Robot, which is mm-hmm. Tom Baker's last one. But what I loved about Robot is it had all the elements of of what I enjoy about Doctor Who. And I thought this did too. It, in a weird way, it reminded me of Robot, though it's not at all campy like that. But it had like fun elements. It did bring back some stuff that I liked. It was a very well scripted episode. There was, but there was also serious parts. So it just had like so much going on in it. Mm-hmm. Plus, you get both of these really great doctors, plus John Hurt. Like it, it just had so much in it. So mm-hmm. 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 yeah, I'm moving that up to the top of the list. And I wow. feel good about it. I'm right. All right. Well, we're pretty close here on at least that one. Yeah. Um. Day of the Doctor. Uh. I've got at number three on my list. So right. Uh, City of Death, Genesis, Alex, Day of the Doctor. But all you know, all very tight. Uh. Tight race up there. Yeah. I mean, obviously the experience of seeing it. Uh. And how amazing it was. Uh. uh to be there. And uh. Um. I. I mean. Yeah. But sort of stripping that away. Even it's like Stephen Moffat just knocks it out of the park. Got to hand it to him for some incredible writing. And. Uh, and yeah, it's just it celebrates Doctor Who in a way that I mean, the other thing he had to do was he was like, oh, yeah, nobody's going to a lot of the people watching this are not going to have watched 
Doctor Who for a while. Like it, you know, people are going to be just tuning in to be like, oh, 50th anniversary. I used to watch that, you know, back in the 70s and stuff. <laughs> so to be, I think, still accessible for that uh, and, you know, bring in all these past elements and you've got great. Yeah, it's just it's a, it's a really good uh, it's a really good episode. I think it will long be uh, close to the top, if not the top for most Doctor Who fans. Until who knows what happens in the 60th anniversary stories? Who knows? Who knows? Five Doctors is also for me up there. It's number 12. And uh, that one is, uh, again, I think a nostalgia, uh, a nostalgia thing for me. It's, but I, I do, I think, uh, I mean, given again, the many limitations of the elements, I, I think, you know, Terran Sticks actually gets more companions and doctors into it. Yeah. Which is great. Uh, and uh, uh, in terms of companions per minute, he's yeah, winning. Yeah. He's yeah, every, and they're all doing, they're all doing their little bit, uh, which is very, uh, which is fun to watch. <clears throat> and uh, yeah, I mean, this was just one I've watched it so many times and it was so exciting. Um, and so, yeah, probably still also cruising a little bit on the experience of of seeing it for um, seeing it for the first time because it is uh, it is pretty exciting. Let's just check in with uh, and we're not far off, by the way, on uh, on our uh, so this is the Doctor Who magazine poll um, okay. that we've been covering. Uh, we've been covering is breaking news at the yes. podcast. Uh, really? coming out. Uh, we're not far off here. So for Matt. Smith, the day of the doctor is number one oh. uh, on the list. And in the past, even the sort of mega rankings of all the stories together, day of the doctor has come up uh, in the top at least once or twice, much to Stephen Moffat's relief. I think he was terrified of like the reaction. He was like, what if people hate it? Uh, as you say, like, mm-hmm. think about it. Like, you're all coming to it. Like, all right, here we go. It's the biggest story ever. And everybody's going to see it. Five doctors is number three uh, for Peter Davison. Uh, so just behind uh, Caves of Androzani and Earthshock. And then we've got the five doctors. So also a popular one uh, with the fans. Uh, I was just to say a good one too, uh, in that, um, you know, I think one of the things they talked about when they're writing is they said, okay, we got to, you know, yes, it's a multi-doctor story or whatever, but Peter Davison is the doctor. So we got to highlight Peter Davison. And so it was great. He gets the most important, uh, you know, aspects of it and gets the most to do. Um, so that's good. And, uh, and I do, I have to say, I give credit for the, uh, I love the ending where, they it's a little tortured to get there but they had to get to somehow like you mean you're going to deliberately go on the run from your own people in a rackety old tardis that doesn't work and he gets to say of course there's after all that's how it all started uh and this is a wonderful completion there and then you get yes matt smith's sort of monologue at the end like i've got to go find gallifrey which is i think some of the interviews afterwards set up as like this is going to be sort of the future of doctor like this is the new thing now he's looking for gallifrey he's looking to go home Uh, but they almost abandoned this immediately (laughs) (laughs) by the way i wanted to say peter davison is probably the doctor who has i've my opinion has improved on the most since mm. I, I didn't dislike him that much since first i think the first one we watched was uh the the burka the um murka i mean um, oh yeah where is the deep was an early so one it was yeah. pretty rough one but yeah i really like him more and more as i've seen his well let me look into the supercomputer because now yeah we have a new official mind probe number one yeah i mean i figured if, the yeah. day of the doctor so our current top 10 well it's actually top 11 because we have some ties mm. so we have day of the doctor number one 11th hour number two so Stephen moffat matt smith really yeah <laughs> doing good work here then we have inferno city of death silence of the library force of the dead Ro- the aforementioned robot yeah. a blink mm-hmm. tooth and claw the aztecs Genesis of the Daleks and Runaway Bride. Uh, right. Genesis of the Daleks and Runaway Bride tied for 10th. So that's one, two, three, four, 
five new series, new, and then one, yep. two, three, four, five. five. I mean, well, yeah, well, it's actually six new and and five classic oh, because it, it's it's eleven. Mm. But but yeah, no, a pretty good mix there. Now, right below there, we have about ten new. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> in the, so I, there's some some of the classics make it up to the top, but, but in general, we are pretty heavy on the new and. Um, and that is probably largely because of my rankings and also probably largely because some of the classic episodes are indeed kind of terrible. <laughs> you know, it just the, the 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 bar for quality is pretty it's high fair. on the new it's episodes. Fair. It's fair. So listen, you can go see this ranking. Uh, we're having a 50th anniversary special for our website, mindprobe.show. It's been around for 50 years. The website. Uh, we just took it over a few years ago. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Uh, you can check out our rankings. You can check out. It was the original DARPAnet. It was for a, the Mind right. Probe program at <laughs> That's DARPA. Right. Uh, That's and right. They had the website, and then we were just like, "Can we have it? Are you still doing Mind Probe stuff?" And they're like, "No." It was actually at that time called the Mind Probe Texaco Hour, and uh, <laughs> they would have, you know, some old timer. Uh, Porter used to open every every episode with a, a monologue about how enjoyed how much he enjoyed the cigarettes he was smoking. <laughs> <laughs> Menthol. They have extra tar. <laughs> <laughs> But you can go on the website. You can check out our old episodes. You can check out. There was a point where John used to write episode descriptions, and they're yeah, very good and have lots of links. Um, but you can check those out. You I can also look at our watch order if you want to watch ahead. For example, John just mentioned Shada. We currently, Shada is scheduled for our final episode, which may or may not actually it won't well, be our and final I, I'm behind because that uh, I think that got I got us through to uh, before the flux season. So, yeah, we've got uh, yeah. I've already I'm already behind. That, but that's coming up. Shot is coming in an episode 140. So you want to stick around for that. 60 more. <clears throat> 60 more. So just give even. it folks. If you're if you're teetering on the more. edge, just give it another 60 episodes. <laughs> I think I think it's going to turn around for you. It's not even that much. It's not even 60. It's 54. It's yeah. like you could just knock out 54 episodes. You go on a long run. Right. You no. Know? Yeah. And yeah. then put them on at double speed. It's OK. We're exactly. We're fast. Yeah, exactly. So go to mindprobe.show. You can reach out to us, Porter at mindprobe.show or John at mindprobe.show. If you want to tell us anything what you think uh, we heard. For, I heard from Paul recently. Paul fell. Yes. Paul feels that we are. We we were maybe we were getting a little down on who maybe he felt he felt there was a lull a little oh, bit earlier, well, here, uh, but he feels that we are back up. We're back on we're top, up. and he's uh, he's very happy. Well, I think what Paul recognizes, and we're excited about this. So next episode, and John, you'll tell us what the episodes are. But this will be the changing of the doctors. So mm-hmm. we're we're going to move on to a new doctor. I think we've all been ready for that. Um, we yeah. were ready for uh, Amy and Rory to move on. We're happy for uh, the eleventh doctor to move on. So I think that's what it is, Paul. We're just. Yeah, we're ready for for new blood, fresh freshness. We need a little freshness. Shake out those sheets. Uh, oh, with please do uh, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Give us a rating on Apple Podcasts. That'd be great. And Go also to YouTube. Subscribe to us on YouTube. YouTube.com uh, at mindprobe.show. Subscribe to us. You can like our videos. We'd love it and appreciate that. And share uh, around friends, with friends. Threaten your friends. Please keep circulating the tapes. John, what do we have in store for next episode? Well, let's say goodbye to Matt Smith. It's been a good run. Uh, the, the fellow, he's the, the young fellow in the Fez. We're going to um, the final Matt Smith. It's a Christmas special. Uh, would have come about a month after the, the day of the doctor. Uh, and we got Matt Smith and Clara. Uh, and we wrap together all the threads. A lot of threads coming together uh, in the time of the doctor. And I've paired that. So the time of the doctor uh, is a continu- real continuity fest. Brings, I mean, multiple seasons of, pa- of references to past twos and things like that. So I've paired that with a similar, though moderately less successful attempt at this. <laughs> 
the <laughs> Six Doctors season opener, uh, his first full season, uh, the opening story, uh, the real continuity fest, a lot of references to things no one knows about, uh, Attack of the Cybermen. Well, that'll be exciting, John. We're all looking forward to that. I know you love you love some Six Doctor and Perry. That's your that's your oh, jam. Oh boy, <laughs> <laughs> I I feel bad. Maybe they'll they'll start to grow me the six and the. Seventh Doctors. Maybe if we do some big finish. Yeah. Hey, Paul McGann's grown on me. Now I like Paul McGann. So. Well, now you've seen him twice. You've now seen double the Paul McGann. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, double shot of Paul McGann. He could. He could, he still could pull it. He just appeared recently. He could pull it off. He's still looking. Still looking young. I think. I think you're Paul McGann's agent. <laughs> <laughs> Mindprobe.show.